shopping going? Are you like prepping for the holiday season at all? I uh, have not started. Look at you, wait, you. <laughs> waiting till the last minute, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know how uh, commercialized uh, the holidays has become? A lot of money spent on other people. And you know uh-huh. what a good way to make money is, Rob? Gee, Kelly, how do I make money? <laughs> uh, through curling. It is and not just a regular gameplay. Because with this style of curling, you can lose a game but still walk away with a lot of money. So I've been doing this wrong my whole life. Exactly. Which brings us into the theme of this week's episode, which is all about skins. There we go. Now that is a good segue. Um, it's a game that we don't see often on TV, but it's one that's pretty popular, I guess. I don't know. Everyone's you've come ac- if you're a curly, you've probably come across a skins tournament or two, or you've definitely yeah. heard about the game. It's n- it's no secret. I think so. I feel like everybody knows the rules, and if you mm-hmm. don't, it's uh, when you have the hammer, you have to get two points, and if you are if you don't have the hammer, you have to steal, and you earn a skin, which is worth. X amount of money, and if you don't win the, uh, if neither of these things happen, if you blank or only take one with hammer, then the amount that the end is worth is added on to the next end, and all of a sudden you can win even more money. <laughs> yeah, so let's break it down a little bit um, for those of you, I guess, who've never heard of skins or have never played before. So unlike regular curling, an end is not an end; it's called a skin. The goal is not to get as many points in one end. It's basically just to win the skin. And then every skin is worth a certain amount of points or usually in tournaments, they're cash spiels. So you pay to play and then every end is worth or every skin is worth a certain amount of dollars. And then the person, the team that wins the most amount of money at the end of the game is the winner, but you still take home all of the ends that you've won. Mm-hmm. And you can have a very close game and lose every single skin. You can lose something like $10,000 to zero. Or you can lose every skin except the last two and like win the game. Right, because the later ends are worth more, or sorry, later skins are worth more, right? Every couple skins increases in value. So it gets more and more lucrative to win those last ends. Another thing to note and that Rob mentioned earlier is if no one wins a skin, so in other words, blank and blanks the end, but blanking doesn't mean no rocks in the house. It just means that no one succeeded in their goal of taking two or stealing one. The skin carries over, and when that happens, the following skin is worth more because you add the previous skin's amount. And what can make it even more interesting is if you're in the final skin and it's a carryover, you do not play another skin. It is a draw to the button for the win. Potentially a lot of money. I mean, usually in the clubs, we're not talking like thousands of dollars (laughs) here. Yeah, that first end is worth like $2. Exactly. Um, there is every year, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, like a challenge. I think the purse is like $100,000. And is this the TSN thing? Every year, TSN hosts like the challenge. The name has changed from year to year. It started out with the McCain. It became the Casino Rama. Uh, I think now it's called like the Pinty's All-Star challenge. And the format has changed a little bit year to year. Um, but usually, like, it's 
when it started, it was invitational. Um, they invited four teams. It was just semifinal and like the final and that's it. It's not a full-blown competition like the Briar. And nowadays what they've done is they made it and they turned it into an all-star challenge. So basically they pick the, some of the top 10 teams in Canada and then there's like a fan voting system uh, to vote for like who the skip should be and then they kind of like pick the players. So you get like a mix of people playing together like Kevin Cooey with I've seen that yeah like they're not always on their traditional team no that's it it's, it's turned into an okay. all-star challenge okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay but only, yeah only in the recent years though okay yeah because I uh, I'll be full disclosure I've not honestly followed it that much neither have I but it's something that like as much as cool. I like it, yeah, as much yeah. as I like it and I support it as a, like, because last week we talked about doubles and how we're both of the opinion that, like, hey, there's a, the game should be played this way. And mm -hmm. I think the same thing with skins. It's uh, it's fun to watch. It's uh, It can be frustrating to play, I will admit. But, I mean, anything that gets more rocks in play, that's why we watch, right? Well, definitely. I think because you're not focused on getting the most amount of points per end. Your goal is really to take two or steal one. It doesn't like it doesn't matter if you steal two, three, four. You just need that one. So your your strategy changes a little bit, right? Like I know if you're trying to steal, once you have that one locked in, like you're just guarding everything <laughs> to make sure that it can't get That's out of it. play. There's a lot less pressure if you're doing a draw against six. Honestly, I mean, same thing I, is giving up two or one if you have hammer. That's true. And to be honest, like, I've played a little bit of skins too. I know in juniors, we had a tournament every year. Uh, was it over the holidays? That was a skins format. And it's really, it is advantageous for teams that like to be aggressive. Like if you're a defensive team. Forget it. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's just not meant for you. That's something mm -hmm. I, I wanted to mention is like, cause I, I did the same thing. We were in those, um, our, our club, the club that we currently play at, would have a junior skins tournament back when we were juniors. And um, I remember it was controversial because there was back then there was a big circuit and um, the, the federation was not too happy about um, the circuit having a tournament that was skins. And uh, eventually, I think they were kicked out of the circuit for that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree in a sense. As much as like the tournament was fun, it did... It's just not regular curling, right? Maybe, but I think also, I, I mean, I know it wasn't regular, but I think it, it's such a good lesson for any up-and-coming curler to try this more offensive mentality that, honestly, I, I would have endorsed it. And looking yeah. at I guess also it's easy in hindsight because we all know this circuit doesn't even exist anymore, and now curling has become a thing where we're like, get, any, get as many teams as we can, but I would have endorsed it, I think. Like, I would have supported the idea of not including it in the circuit, but I think it would have been a good tournament to have maybe at the start of the year or at the end of the year when um, the big tournaments are done or, like, haven't started yet. And it's just another way to, one, get in, like, another tournament in and, to have it be, like, a different style than, like, what you've been playing all year. And definitely, I guess the money aspect could be good to fund the following season. That's what I want to find out, actually. So um, my research is like non-existent, I'm sorry. But I did quickly Google, um, you, there's been old curling games appearing on YouTube. And uh, 
One of them, like the latest one that was uploaded, is the 1997 TSN Skins game. So I want to find out just very quickly. Um, Who was playing in that one? Uh, on YouTube, it's Carrie uh, Burtnick versus Wayne Madaw. And uh, oh boy, there's there's a terrible like Wayne's World parody to start for Wayne Madaw. Oh, very cringe. But what's the dollar amount? Because I remember, I don't know about you, Kelly, but I remember like winning the first end of this tournament that we were talking about and winning like $2. So like we said before, like every club will have like a skins type tournament throughout the year. And usually like the purse amount is nowhere near the TSN <laughs> level of money. Yeah, like so some games can be like the first skins are worth $2 and the last skins are worth 10 Okay. It, it all depends on. And the championship like, game was worth more. I remember one year we won sure. it, and we made quite a bit of money. I remember. So I found it actually. The first end in that 1997 skins game is worth fifteen hundred dollars. Not bad for 1997. Mm-hmm. Oh, and we can get in our weekly uh, Randy Furby plug because you know how YouTube should suggest all these videos you should watch. Like all of them have Randy Furby in them. Yeah, well, this was in his era. Well, actually, speaking of Randy Furby, so I went and kind of checked the history of uh, who's played in these TSN games. And like I said before, they're not huge tournaments. Like, they invite four teams, and usually they always invited, like, the top men's team. But in 2009 is the first time a women's team participated in this challenge. And can you guess whose team was that? I am going to guess Cheryl Bernard. No. No, wait. Um, okay, Rachel Holman. No. Jennifer Jones. I got to be getting closer. Yeah, this is in okay. 2009. Come on, Holman. Like, like oh, just wait, that's juniors. Okay, that uh, was yeah. a bad guess. Sorry. So it was Jennifer Jones. Um, she was, this is in the era of Kathy O. Okay. The third. Um, so the, peop- the teams invited were Kevin Martin, Howard, Furby, and Jennifer Jones. Oh dear. Okay. Do you have a little um can you do you know how this ended for Jones? Um only because you dropped this hint on me last week. Um I'm gonna say not well. She had um like I'm sorry to say Jones is really good and probably one of the or and especially at the time, one of the top female um teams. However, uh yeah, she didn't really stand a chance against <laughs> against uh I think she was playing against Howard. Um she did win one skin though, so she won fifteen hundred dollars. But yeah, Howard w- walked away with nineteen thousand five hundred dollars in that game. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. And there was one carryover, so unfortunately, yeah. You know, these guys who play in these tournaments, like they take it seriously. Like they do obviously like do their best to win. But there is a little more casual lightheartedness to this tournament. It's true. And I, I, th- I think the other thing, though, to like bear in mind, I mean, not to defend Jennifer Jones or anything, but like one of the fallacies of skins games is you look at the score and you're like, whoa, that team got killed. But it's not always the case. You can like carry over care carry over every end and then miss your draw in the eighth and you you're down 20 grand to zero mm-hmm. that's definitely so, the case i don't know like was she really killed or yeah i remember okay. watching okay. that game like, okay, good. Yeah, she was uh I, i'm sure you can find it on youtube uh but you can tell like she was a little bit out of uh out of our league and then there was another team invited to play in 2011 and that one was cheryl bernard i don't okay, have so this- i wasn't far off when i guessed her no, and unfortunately, I don't know the outcome in that tournament. 
But after that year, that's when they actually brought in a women's division. Okay. Yeah. Or actually a couple of years later, um, 2015, uh, they were they went back to the invitation way of like inviting or getting teams to participate and they had a men's division and a women's division. Okay. <laughs> I think the the difference in um yeah ability I don't want to say ability but the men were, were definitely at a men being at a physical advantage um compared to like the women's teams um the the results were what they were. Exactly. So yeah, that's it. And and nowadays it's the it's the All Star Challenge. So okay, I'm glad you did research because as I said, I, I I as much as I like skins and it's fun to watch. I've it's kind of hard to follow. And maybe that actually leads into um, should skins get more a, a better treatment? Should it become a bigger thing than it uh than it is? You mean like become more co- like a competent like um. Like have it, a skin skirt circuit and become an Olympic about, sport. I don't know about an Olympic sport. I don't know about a, that, but um, just maybe a little bit more notoriety than it gets. Because the I think one of the things that I've found is that, um, or maybe it's just like I don't know if you agree with me, but like since we're no longer junior and we actually have jobs and real things to deal with. I find it very hard to follow curling or be involved anymore. And so like I invest in the tournament of hearts and the briar and those things, but everything else, like all the circuit and all the grand slams and things, I don't really follow just because in a normal non-pandemic year, there's curling on all the time. All these teams are playing everything. And I'm thinking like, yeah, it's all the same to me. Let's shake it up and make skins. Uh, if, if they actually, I don't know, like maybe it should become a bigger thing. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you in the sense that it could be nice to have a little more skins. And maybe it could be an idea to turn one of the slams into a skins competition. They may have done that. I seem to... No. No, they maybe you're confu- Maybe you're confusing it with uh, Pinty's now being the sponsor of the challenge <laughs> with one of the slams. But uh, no, the only time we see skins on TV now is at that TSN challenge or during the Continental Cup. Okay. That's the only time it's on TV. But fun fact, uh, do you mm-hmm. know how skins came about? Like how It's from golf, right? Uh yeah, but like why they made it for curling? Um I am going to guess because it was the early 90s and it was way too boring. <laughs> yeah, you're on the right track. Okay. So Skins was actually developed for TV to make the game more interesting before and this was in the time before the free guard zone. Oh, okay. Out. All right. So before the free guard zone, like everyone's just hitting every like hitting everything in sight once you get like a one point lead. Um so they kind of developed this in order to make oh, the boy. game more interesting. And it's kind of interesting now <laughs> that it's ta- really taking a back burner and we're back to having this conversation of how do we make curling more interesting on TV? So as people that uh, did not live, well, we were alive, but we weren't curling. But uh, here's an interesting, do you think that like maybe back in the uh, like Curling Canada offices in the early 90s, they were saying, we need to change up the sport. Should we adopt this free guard zone idea or should we change the rules to be skit? What if that had happened? Like in an alternate universe, we're just playing skins all the time. Yeah. Instead of like free guard zone. That'd be interesting. I wonder how much the skins game would have evolved because it would have evolved. Yeah, and as much as I defend skins, I think they got it right. It's uh, oh, for it's sure, fun, for sure. but like the the regular, it's too much for one thing. Like it's uh, I 
You know how we were talking about how exhausted we were after mixed doubles? Skins games are exhausting with all these rocks in play. And it's definitely a little more mentally challenging in a sense uh, because not like a regular game where if you do get a lead, you just, okay, let's switch you know to what defensive to do. mode you know what to or do. we need to take three. Okay, this is our plan. So you go a little bit on autopilot, whereas this one, like you really have to think every end because it doesn't matter what happened in ends one and two have no effect on your strategy in end seven. I remember my very first junior tournament playing skins. I was confused before we even threw out the first rock because our coach told us, okay, so if you win the toss, you want to shoot first, which yeah. I was like, okay, now I get it. But like at first, like, wait, what? Everything you've taught me is wrong. Yeah, no, we did. I remember playing in that junior tournament and we did that a couple of times because we were a great, we were a very offensive team and like we won a lot of games by stealing points. <laughs> Kelly was and known for always like, uh, <laughs> I, uh, there's seven of the other rocks in the house. I don't care. I'll, I'll draw the forefoot. Yeah. I remember there was one, this is totally in a different event, but we won a game and we stole seven, like six of the seven ends or something it's a tradition like that. that's carried into our ladder team. Yeah, we just kept stealing one, stealing one. So anyway, so for us, we're like, well, great. It's a lot easier for us to steal one than to take two like taking two is not that easy in skins when the other team is trying to steal one like i don't know it sounds stupid because that's what you try to do in a regular game anyways but in skins your mentality is a little different like all the plays to the center yeah and i think like um a lot of strategy that we learn and are taught and we here on TV has to be adapted for the context in which you're playing. And it's that yeah. when we're playing juniors, there's something to be said for just getting one in the forefoot and locking it down. So in regular play, like you try to take two normally, and the way to do that is you try to push the play to the sides, right? And like put one rock on each end and, you know, kind of swap or like you push the play to the side. However, because the team who's trying to steal, it doesn't matter what's like how many opposition rocks are in the, the house, right? So if there's a bunch of rocks in the 12 foot, it really doesn't matter. They're going to be bringing the play back to the center anyways. So it's really hard. It's harder to take two in the skins than in a regular game. Yeah. I think. No, I think so too. But no, I don't think like I, I wouldn't push for skins to, you know, become like the new mixed doubles for, for instance. No, you know, but how, like, but I would rather it than than I, I a little more notoriety. I think the mm -hmm. to me like I've lost so much interest in like I don't even bother to watch the Grand Slams. If there was a real one on right now, I would probably watch it because it's a tough world to be living in right now with no sports. But in a normal year, I'm just like I don't care who's winning the uh, Swiffer Championship and the Humpties whatever and the Pinties this and that and it's uh, they're. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll like I'll put my energy behind the Briar in Tournament of Hearts, and I but I'd be interested in like if I had even more energy to give and having it be skins or something a little bit more offensive. Yeah, that's it. I think I I think whoever is running the Slam events they should consider. But on that note, because I know you told me they did they haven't done this before, but I remember them doing something once called like match play or something like that. I don't remember this. It was. Okay, well, we'll have to look this up at some point, but it was some kind of variation on skins games. It was similar, but um, 
I don't remember what it was, but they played a whole tournament under this format. And whatever it was, I don't think it lasted because I think now it's just traditional 8N curling. But they did they did tr- experiment and then they quickly got away from it. And this was on TSN? No, no, on Sportsnet, on the uh, Grand Slams. They did something really? called... Do you want to pause this and like have me look it up? Yeah. Okay. Because I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, I remember this. Hold on. Wait, you're not talking about like one of the Continental Cups where they tried to like no, no, no. It was a grand slam. It was a grand slam. I remember being so cynical about it. I was like, these rules are stupid. I'm not even going to bother to look them up. I'll never need to know them, and now I actually do. Okay, I found it. Yeah. So yeah, I think I was right. I just googled it, and I found um, what are the rules of the Elite Ten? It was a Grand Slam tournament that was held. The Princess Auto Elite 10, might I add. Of course. Um, I remember Princess Auto. Princess Auto, Auto, of course. Just while I'm reading, remember the ad with Colin Hodgson, like riding some kind of tractor? Oh, yeah. We should have mentioned that in our ads episode. But um, anyways, the Princess Auto Elite 10 is a one of a kind tournament in the Pinty's Grand Slam of curling with unique match play rules. What is match play? Teams compete to win the most ends per game. How do you win an end? By either counting two or more rocks with the hammer or stealing at least one rock without the hammer. So skins. So far, the same thing. It doesn't matter how many rocks beyond those amounts teams are sitting in order to win an end. Okay, yeah. A check mark on the scoreboard indicates that a team... What happens if it's only a single? Neither team wins the end and the hammer switches for the following end. In match play, this is called a push. So far, this seems like just a... This seems exactly like skins. When there is a oh, here's the difference. When there is a a push, which is a carryover, right? It says, "Do points carry over like in skins?" And the thing here is no. So there are no carryovers in match play. All ends are worth one point each should a team score. So they're all worth the same value and no carryover. Oh, that is a downgrade from skins. Yeah, because this is what makes skins so interesting. Yes, is that if there are carryovers, like. It just builds up and it makes more pressure. Like, could you imagine playing in, let's say, the TSN All Star Challenge, and you're in? So you're in the eighth end, the last one, carryover. There's been three carryovers, carryovers before that. So now you're the skip. You have to draw to the button, and this is worth eighty grand. Like, I know. I'm having a hard time. That is the most expensive shot you're going to throw in your career. It's, like that is, I think, I don't know what, what would be more, if you're in that situation, would you find that to be more pressure or throwing the last rock to win the Briar final? Ooh, what a, what a dilemma. That's a tough I'm, one. I'm going to say the Briar, uh, as a curling traditionalist and purist, uh, I believe heavily in the Briar and tournament of hearts. And I think that, um, that's worth more than money can buy. But that yeah. is a lot of money that you're talking about. I, I kind of agree with you. I think I think both are very, yeah, they're very intense. But I could get over losing $80,000 on one shot. But it would be a lot harder to get over uh, Briar or Scotty's or like world final or Olympic final shot. Oh, yeah, because I think when it comes to money, like, yeah, that's $80,000 is a lot of money. But if you're in a position to win $80,000, first of all, you're really good. 
And that means, well, maybe next weekend you'll win 40 grand. It's uh, <laughs> at the next skins competition. That's right. If you're if you're in a position to be making that kind of money, you will make it, I think, at some point. Yeah, but I think from a spectator's point of view, that's what kind of makes skins more interesting too, because now you're like, oh my god, like you're on the edge of your seat because yes. you're like, is he gonna make it? Like this is worth eighty thousand dollars. And yeah. it's not and just it Oh, a shot to win the game kind of thing. And it can be frustrating to play in because I've been on both ends of this. I've uh, like the way, because the later ends are worth more, you can get killed in the first five ends and lose every skin because skins is traditionally eight ends. If you win ends six, seven, and eight, you're the overall winner. Mm-hmm. It's not an even breakdown. The later ends are worth more. And um, I guess that's the big, dif- one of the other big differences between this match play thing and this, but that's part of the part of the charm of it, and I can say yes. that because I've won games where I've been killed and won five or six, seven, eight, and I've been on the other side and have won the first five only to lose. Yeah, I really don't understand this whole. Who came up with this match play thing? It really makes no sense that every end is worth one point, and there's more to it too. By the way, there's oh, is there? Keep yeah. going, please. What is all all square? Means the game is tied. I could have guessed that. Um, what does dormy mean? The team that's behind on the scoreboard has to win out the remainder of ends in order to stay in contention for Vic. So it what? looks like whoever came up with this also invented a whole bunch of terms. There's a dormy, there's a two on one, or two and one. The final score indicates how many ends the winning team was up by, and any ends not. I don't know. And if it's all no wonder tied, this didn't succeed. No, like I, I do remember this happening once, maybe twice, and then from now on it was like regular curling. Oh, that's really they should have just gone with skins and like call it a day. Yeah, because I think also the other thing is um I or I remember watching this and being like, what? What the hell are they talking? All square? What does this mean? So yeah. I gave up. I've never or, heard of that yeah. before. No, it was all oh. it, it obviously didn't last. So like we mentioned uh, earlier too, another place where skins is often played at is at the Continental Cup. And it's a huge part of the tournament. Um, And I feel like we could do a whole episode on the Continental Cup. I really like it. I know, yeah. I I liked it before. It's kind of changed a little bit, but um, it's a tournament with a bunch of teams playing together as one team. So like Team North America versus the world uh and then they play various sports so like they've introduced mixed doubles in recent years once the sport kind of took off uh they did hot shots which i think they've actually removed now which is what? totally yeah Why? i think last year they didn't do hot shots i don't know it's a stupid like there's a lot of things i don't know i yeah i really disagree with that because that was fun that's to watch fun too. yeah and every like game or every challenge brings points to the team so at the end of the day it really doesn't matter what the score of the game was it's just like if you win the game you win x amount of points that go towards like the total for the team and then at the end of the weekend whichever team passes like i think 270 or something first wins the cup i or i've said bad things about the continental cup and i i don't really think it's bad i i do like it i do enjoy it it's just one of those things like i was saying that i don't have the time or energy to like actively follow it but if there's one thing that really bothers well, me there's not much to follow it's just one weekend and you watch the game or not like there's but no it's during the super bowl <laughs> it's oh, usually that's... during the super no. bowl no well, they... oh here's it? the thing they change it no before it was played in like november yes i remember that 
they changed it to the soup and obviously yeah, like now it's like it's a hard win. time of year yeah but yeah. actually but the thing that really bothers me this is me being very nitpicky but i don't care i'm gonna make this point anyway is that it used to be like a race to 270 and now it's a race to what like 30 yeah they really revamped it so i know it's all proportional i know mathematically it's the same thing but i just i don't like it the oh you win this game you win half a point yeah. What? What is this? Like, no, win 10 points. It's a lot yeah, more interesting. Like, it sounds better. Come on. But anyway, so skin skins really t- plays a big part of the Continental Cup. And they have various skins games. So some skins games only bring 10 points to the, to the pot. And the games at the end of the weekend, like the ones played later, are worth like 50 points, let's say. Uh, so those games are a lot more more interesting to watch. And then obviously you have the rest of your North America or your world team kind of like cheering you on. So it makes it more um, that part exciting fun. to watch yeah. too. And also too, it's like, so in addition to having, uh, to just winning the, the skins or winning a bunch of carryovers, like you're also winning the cup for everyone else like for team North America or for team um, team world. And uh, yeah, so it's pretty like those shots. I mean, although th- the tournament itself doesn't really mean anything, like they all win money anyways, but it's just the, but that pride. feeling of having yeah. like, it's not easy to skip. And one of the things that I've like um, found hard is that when I, when you're in the hack and you're throwing the last rock, you're realizing, Oh man, if I miss this, I'm really disappointing three other people. And myself, mm-hmm. and I've just I have that feeling of like in skins in that position. Not that I've been in that position, but it's it's like a field goal kicker. It's if I miss this, I'm letting down twenty people. Yeah, exactly. Or football, hundred, but it's uh, like, yeah, it's a gigantic team, and that's a lot of pressure on you. Hmm. Yeah. Even though it's all for fun, it's still uh, you know you still want to win, and you want to make that that final shot. Um, so yeah, those games get pretty interesting too. And also like the teams aren't as, uh, they're a little looser too, you know, like they're there to have fun as well and to like make it a little bit more of a show. Um, so I, I, I think it's a, yeah, it's a good tournament. I, I feel like in recent years, they've kind of tried to make it a little more serious or I don't know. I, I feel like it's not as fun to watch as it used to be back back in the day when you know Alsterd and Kevin Martin and like those like that generation of curlers were playing it yeah um, now I feel like everyone and this is like this was back in the day before people were professional curlers so maybe that has a little bit to do with it I think so. I, I remember really enjoying it back then and now yeah. it's just and again I'm not talking about this current year because obviously but in normal years now, it's just there's you can see these teams every weekend. It mm-hmm. and so the Continental Cup to me is just it's become one of the rest it, of. Actually, I don't know. I disagree with it being the same people that we see all the time. For me, it's really like they take it too serious. Like there's a there's missing personality to it because you know in a regular slam event or whatever like this is part of their their training it's part of like their their plan so they're very like serious and like focused um and the cup is like an instance where like yeah you want to win but it's also 
I feel like it's made a little more for the fans than for the players. Like they're not getting any, like this is not helping. At least I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's not giving them points on the circuit or anything like that. I think they are getting, they're getting money. They're getting compensated for sure. But like, this is, this is not adding to their goal to win a spot at the world or anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's becoming like too serious. I find. Yeah, and I think we've alluded to it before that like I think one of my feelings about the Continental Cup is that um I kind of think of it I approach it kind of in the same way as I do All-Star games and other sports where I hate them. And um a lot of the players hate them. Like when they're named to the All-Star team, they're like, "Oh, thank you. That's an honor, but do I really have to go?" I I really mm-hmm. would rather not. And I think the players might be of the opinion of like, "Well, geez, we're traveling everywhere every weekend." I'd kind of like to stay home and not play in the con or not play in a skins game or just, uh, but I that's mean, a good, no, but that's a good point you bring up because back in the previous generation of the Martins and all of them, like they weren't traveling as much as teams are now. I, at least I don't think so. No, or I don't have not. the impression. Probably not. I mean, like they're staying a little more local than traveling all around the world. Um, yeah. Like it gets to be a lot. And, uh, but it is a great a great format for a tournament, and it's. Uh, It'd be sad if they got rid of it because that would just that be one less skins opportunity just gone. Yeah, and I, I agree with you. How I kind of like seeing these teams that we're used to seeing on TV play in a more relaxed environment. Also, funny with the Continental Cup is that you can tell, like, the skins is a very North America, Canada game. They don't play skins in Europe. They don't know what it mm. is. So that was so kind of interesting too, um, because some of the teams, especially the teams that were invited for the first time, like they're not used to playing skins. They're just kind of winging it, right? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's not. It's it's a Canada game because, like I said, it's not. There's no circuit for it. It's just club an game event, really yeah. yeah it's an event cash spiel here and there but yeah it hasn't migrated to the other side it hasn't the ocean. yeah it hasn't trained or maybe now but actually it ha- like it has but like not to the same extent as is, is here but i did go to i did go to sweden and play for like in a fun tournament there again it was like one of those tournaments where it's a cash spiel pay, everyone puts in money to the pot and it's a big party really (laughs) you do your best to play but really you just you're there to have fun and try to break out even or you know leave with a a little bit more money than when you came in with (laughs) uh but it's really just for fun and that's what like a lot of the skins games or tournaments are yeah like like a couple of years ago at our club um the the season was winding down and there was like one week left before they took out the ice, but they had crowned all the ladder champions and they were like, well, um, hey, uh, we've got the ice for one more week. Who wants to go play? And we'll we'll just make a little makeshift skins thing. And we all pitched in like 10 bucks and we mm-hmm. had a little, it was great. I only lost yeah. $10 because, yeah, I, I, because I won zero skins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I hope it, like it does, like we've said many times in this episode i hope it stays i hope it grows a little more because like right now people who are one new to the game or two don't know anything about curling like they have no idea what skins is right so i hope it gets a little more um no and i think that and i think uh when we're talking about like formative curling and juniors that there's a lot of value in doing it i think even though Mm -hmm. the traditional game is not played that way i think that there's a lot to be learned about having to draw through a port this big when you're facing six. It's uh, and when you think of it, yeah, you remove the pressure of the normal content. You learn, I think, how to be a better curler 
for any context in playing in these circumstances. Yeah, and I definitely think in terms of strategy, it's very beneficial for for junior teams because yeah, it takes away the pressure of look, it doesn't matter if you're drawing against six or you're drawing against two. It also forces you to think in a different way to like just do what you ought to do to take two or to steal yeah, one. Like it makes it's you a better like one objective. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe there should be more junior skins. I think so. I think honestly, like back when we were doing it, it was a good educational experience. And I say this as a... I don't know. Do they have the... Is it still on or have they canceled it? It was still on up until like last season, I think. It's not as big as it used to be, but um, it's... uh, And I don't know if it's still skins. I hope it is. But I'm just thinking like that... We probably, I mean, I don't, I can't comment, but I think we would have, I I feel like I've learned a lot just Mm. playing in these different circumstances and that I know I already teased you for this, but I remember in juniors, you were always known for like, oh yeah, the other team, as a, as a guy's team, the other team, when they were, they had two rocks. Oh my God, we've got a hit. Oh yeah. All the boys and they like, they'd hit, but like, they're like, we need to throw eight second peel. Yeah. It's back of the 12 foot. Even yesterday, yeah. we, we threw rocks yesterday only for the second time. And there was like a rock in the house. Like I, my instinct is I have to hit it. Yeah. And it takes me a moment to be like, no, 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 you don't have to hit it. It was very common in juniors of like, oh my God, like rocks in the house. We got to, we got to hit. But it was more of a, a fear thing because it was, the mentality was, well, like if we miss shots, then they just end up having more shots in that, like more rocks in the house. And you're like, well, yeah, but like also don't miss your shots. Um, <laughs> I really know. Yeah. It also depends where the rocks are. Like sometimes it, you don't need to remove it. Do something else. Do an easier shot. And yeah, you're good to go. I'm just thinking of all those rocks we've wasted over the years of like the other team throws it back 12 and we're like, no, we got to hit it. There's some teams. It's like as soon as a rock, oh, minor 12, like, like that shouldn't come into play at the end of uh the end when you're counting quick aside this is not the this is not me or me or any team that i've played on but i'll always remember this playing juniors against another boys team where there were it's the skips rocks there's nothing in play there's like a corner guard we try to draw behind it on our last rock we don't have hammer hopefully we bury it and we maybe force him to draw for one and we we bury it pretty good all he has to do, it's in the 12 foot though. It's a pretty distant corner. So we've kind of forced him. I don't think he's going to play the hit. He has to draw for one. He tries the run back. Oh my God. And I'm just like, and it was a distant guard. He was like, I'm not drawing the full 12. I, I'm playing the run back. It's, some of us are so hit obsessed. We need to learn to adapt to different situations and good for skins for doing that. Yeah, especially with junior boys. They're hit obsessed. I admit it. It's true. We were. Even in the junior girls too, they weren't as hit obsessed because you don't have the power to generate like such strong takeout weight as like the guys did. So it was a little more offensive, but there was still the fear of like, oh my God, I have to draw. Like they would still favor a hit, an open hit in the eight foot as opposed to drawing. Right. And I think anything that can teach you to be like, don't worry about them. Like you're in control. You've got the hammer. Let them lie five. You've got your path to the forefoot. You mm-hmm. anything that teaches that and I think gets you more comfortable in that kind of 
circumstance makes you a better curler. We liked the skins tournament because we knew we, we thrived in it. I was like, this is our game. Like, we're very offensive. We like to draw and freeze. And <laughs> that's what the skins game is, is just drawing and freezing. So we like excelled at, uh, at that tournament. It was always one of our better ones. We somehow did win that tournament. I don't know how. We were very hit obsessed. We one day, I guess, got it all together in it. That's also the thing too. Like a lot of, even though it was a skins tournament, a lot of people didn't know how to play skins. So it ended up being a regular game anyways. Like some of the, I remember seeing some of the games being very clean. I want to say a quick thing about one of the years that we played the junior tournament that was skins. And it was that I think we were in pools of four and you had to be the top skins winner or top two in your pool of four. And we didn't, we weren't doing so well. We did the math and we were heading into our last game and we're going, oh man, we've, we've got to win every skin to uh, make the playoffs. And we started well, we were winning, 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 and it's looking good. Or no, actually, no, we weren't. But in like the third end, uh, our skip is shooting uh, his wide open draw for two and, um, or a hit for two or something. And I burned it. Like, oh no, I, I burnt it and um, his shot was going to be perfect. And oh. I remember thinking, oh no, like we, we've got to give them the skin. Even though we were going to make the shot, I burnt it. Um, yeah. It was a hit for two. He was had it, but they take the skin. We're eliminated. But I mean, hey, we had to win every skin, right? We weren't going to win yeah, all the rest. Yeah, that's already a, a hard feat. Yeah. We won all the rest. <laughs> <laughs> I got an ear for after that. That's okay. We. Fr- Forgot to mention this in the rules. You cannot shake at a skins game. No, and that's actually a, a contrast to what I, one of the things I love about. We've said this before. We like the rule that you can shake. And yeah, all, in all fairness, though, it makes sense. Like you can't because it doesn't. You're not counting the rocks. It's literally every skin is its own. I don't want to say it, like its own game in a sense. Like it doesn't matter what happened. And that's why I guess I'm glad it's not that widespread that we play it every week, for instance, because we. Be, oh, I don't think I can be part of a no, skins it would be league too or exhausting. No, no, yeah. no, no, I'd no. like to do yeah. it a couple of times, but that's it. No, I'm good with the one tournament a year. Like, let's play it, have fun, and that being the end of it. But yeah, like we said, you can win the last. Usually, it's set up so that as long as you win the last three you've won the game. So you can't shake after five. <laughs> it just doesn't work like that. No, which is my usual instinct of like, well, this isn't going well. Let's go have or a beer. Maybe, yeah, or maybe you can, but then you forfeit the rest of the skins, which again, doesn't make sense because if you just win the last three, um, you win away, you walk away with whatever money you win, even if you don't win the game. So it's in your best interest to at least yeah. try to keep playing so. yeah win as much as you can so i guess this pretty much wraps up our skins episode i think so i've got one more question for you though yeah so all the these, these junior skins tournaments that we did one of the reasons they were fun was there was also like a costume theme to each of them oh <laughs> do you remember any of your i remember we did uh i had i was going through a big harry potter phase when i was a teenager and i insisted that like we all dress up as harry potter characters i don't think my teammates liked it at all but i did what was yours? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember either. <laughs> oh man. I think there's one we did maybe we did a we did a Greece theme, I think. What? <laughs> or something along those lines, something similar. I don't think you no, did. No, Cuz I would have no, remembered. No, no. 
Yeah, no, we did Charlie's Angels. Oh, okay. So we all dressed up in like black and did the whole like thing. Yeah, it was okay. Charlie. But that's the only one I remember. I know there was others, but I don't. Charlie's Angels is the only one. That tournament I played in Sweden, though, that one was also uh, costume themed. And we were the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> and it was a pretty sweet. I'll dig up the. Co- I'll try to dig up the picture and maybe I'll post it on our Instagram. Yeah. For a fashion pretty- episode. Yeah, it was pretty sweet. Um, we had uh, green sweaters, like bright green sweaters, and we sewed on like a yellow felt thing to make like their like the turtle abs, I guess. Um, <laughs> and then we each got, and then we got uh, long, like over the knee green socks, and then we oh, each yeah, had like different. Yeah, we had like different colored bandanas. That I would know. Yeah. Obviously, there's like a photo op, right? So I don't remember which Ninja Turtle I was, but I was the one. So I had the pizza box. So like, because you know how they ate a lot of pizza. So in this picture, I'm holding a pizza box and then uh, someone made nunchucks. Oh my and gosh. then there was also like a, a long, a long stick. I don't yeah, know one what of them had a it. stick. I don't remember what yeah. it's, I don't know what it's called, but. We had that, and then um, someone else had like pocket knife, like little like dagger knives. Yeah, so it was a really great. It was a really cool photo, and uh, it kept us. It was a great costume because it kept us warm. You know, we sweaters <laughs> on and everything. Um, but we replaced the weapons with brooms uh, when the game. Oh, that's really to. smart. Yeah, but I'm, no, it was a great picture. I'll 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 post it maybe for for this episode. Yeah, we'll I'm glad to know that uh, the Ninja Turtles is exists in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's worldwide. worldwide, and it's a perfect costume because there's four Ninja Turtles, and you got four people on a team, so no yeah, one. Gets why didn't left why, we should have thought of this years ago? I don't think a team went with the Ninja Turtles. Oh, but um, no, that tournament that we're talking about that we went to as juniors every year had a theme right so that year where we did uh charlie's angels i think it was a movie like hollywood right and i think that's why we did harry potter is that it was the movies we could get away with it being a theme i know we've played in that tournament for many years and i only remember that charlie's angels costume <laughs> I remember some others that came after. Eventually, they started to get a little bit more increasingly inappropriate. So oh, I, I don't know if they still do. I think they still do themes, like, um, but I don't know. All right. Well, I guess that wraps up uh, this week's episode. Yeah, that's, uh, I guess it. We'll carry it over to the next one. Yeah. and oh, what, uh, a, what a way to go out. What a way to go. And uh, yeah, stay tuned for uh, that Ninja Turtle picture on our Instagram at Behind the dot curling bye take care